Welcome back, guys. It's your favorite fun-loving podcast here, The Nerds Around. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And today, we have the awesome, the one, the only, Drew. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to be here with you guys. Absolutely. Just, a lot of things going uh, on outside, but, you know, yeah. can't really yeah. control that. Just happy to have you on and just to talk about everything that you've been working on. Thank yeah, you for appreciate you us. taking the time to to reach out and have all this happen. It's awesome. On our COVID editions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, these COVID editions. Still, still got to get you some. So, Drew, uh, for Very those who don't know you, um, give them a background of um, who you are, what you do. Just give them the 411, bro. The 411. Uh, my name is Drew Kaboom. Uh, I grew up in Queens. I've uh, been emceeing most of my life. Uh, just just finished a music degree, so I I love uh, I love asserting that and 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 like putting my staple on it and, and letting people know that I'm super super serious about reaching uh, many different demographics and whole bunch of whole bunch of things. I uh, I stick to a lot of mysticism and metaphysics in my in my work. Uh, a lot of nerdcore uh, scenarios, that sort of thing, and and uh, really just bring a different type of consciousness into into uh into hip-hop that's always been there but i do it in my own different way i mean i'll be real with you bro you got like a zen vibe that goes on with your music <laughs> it's funny man oh, like man. as that much family, as i've listened yeah. to you as much as i've listened to you because i actually knew of you before sebastian even like mentioned you because um oh that's dope one of my old friends uh uh ron he did a track with back in the day Oh, Ron Hendricks. Yes. Um, Ron's the man. Yeah. Batman. You're me and him, Batman. Me and him I, I see your name, Batman. Yeah, me and him parted ways. But um, I that's when I first heard you. And I was like, yo, who's this dude? Like, like it was... Oh, that's so dope. It was such a unique flow. And it worked so well. And it immediately gave me, like, touches of a lot of my favorite MCs. But also, oh, like, so it was just brief touches. Like, you can't, like, put a finger on it and be like, he sounds like this. Nah. Like, um, <laughs> I would say lyrically, um, at least creative thought process-wise, the closest, I would say, is, like, a Saul Williams. Okay. Like, I really appreciate Saul Williams, and I appreciate the wordsmith that he has. And, like, I think you are on that caliber with him. So props to you, sir. Man, thank you. I, I appreciate that 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 look. That's that's completely humbling. Oh man, that's that's awesome. That's you, awesome. You just you, you just got a fanboy who just fanboyed out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I keep it. I always keep it real, man. Like I have a lot of my yeah, friends gotta keep it real, who are in the you know the music scene, the music uh, kind of thing, and you know it's one of those weird things where you have all these friends who do it, and then you're like. Mm-hmm. Not all of them can be good, and then you're like, nah, but they're actually good. Like, like <laughs> there's a level where like I have friends who I'm like, yo, just you know, don't do it. But I have, I'm thankfully to be surrounded by people who are super talented, way more talented than I could be uh, in that light and in that regard. Trust me, I gave it a shot in, in the booth, and it it wasn't for me. I'm definitely more of a poet than I am a rapper, though listen, my that, though, listen, though my I lyrics would say otherwise. Listen, that's how I started. I started literally just just sitting down and like when when like Blackberries first came out, 
<laughs> that's, that's how far I go back, like, as far as, like, when they were in color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I remember those days, man. Remember them days? And then they tried to clown Drake for uh, for doing it off the BlackBerry. I remember that back in the day. That was hilarious. But, yeah, that's... Your, your BlackBerry really was my sidekick. Sidekick? Oh, sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know you they got the notepad new... on it. <laughs> I didn't have a sidekick. I was, I was, I was oh, the no. psychic friendliest person. I no, didn't... I had, uh, uh, I had a psychic and a Boost Mobile right in the belt clip. Yes, yo, <laughs> that is <laughs> no doubt. Yo, that that's dating yeah. us so much. Yeah. But back to you, sir. How did you get your start? What got you going? Oh man. Um, if you if you gave it like a numerical, you know, age, like. What's the you age really don't want you... me to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when I started, or like, when I started right. being like so, serious about MC. So I always have like a a funny thing where I was like, um, you know, I, I fell in uh, love with hip hop around summer '97 when Hot '97, like I, I, you know, that kind of thing. Facts. Okay. But like, it's different for everyone. So everyone has that when they fell in love with hip hop and when they knew that they were a writer, when they knew they wanted to be a part uh, of hip-hop? I can answer that in two different ways then. Go for it. Um, I knew that I was in love with hip-hop primarily when I joined Zulu because that was like that was like it back in the day. And mm. I mean, back in the day, like, you know, 90s, of course. I'm not trying to date myself, but that's literally what it is. Uh, I was a Zulu first and then... Uh, a whole bunch of things happened and then i i kind of veered off of that but still kept the teachings and then uh just maintained it and just made it made it sustainable in, in my eyes and uh really i really fell in love 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 with hip-hop when i actually saw that movie brown sugar um in the very beginning of brown sugar uh Sinai Lathan asks like multiple mcs just like for you know for takes in the video when did you fall in love with hip hop? And like, I guess I internalized that. And then it produced something, you know, a, a different kind of love where what I was able to, you know, harness my creativity and, and present it a, a little, a little bit stronger. Absolutely. So that that's when I, I, I really, I really can narrow it down exactly to the point when I fell in love with it. Um, as far as what uh, kept me going is that, you know, I just, I just love to write. And that's just, it just became a pastime. Every time I would jump in my car, I'd listen to this beats constantly. I always had friends that made beats, but none of the friends that made beats rhymed on their own beats. So they always do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle, the struggle. You know, I love Absolutely. that as I was going through your category and yeah. we, we used to work together at the same company. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed two names on two different tracks that you got to um, uh, work with, which was, Hooks Diesel and Raw Wolf. I'm like, I know those two. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was. How, how was that collaboration? How did those collab? collab Raw Wolf. He was on my first commercial like album, like my very first album is called As Far as Rap Goes, The Catalyst, and and that's really just like staking a claim, uh, letting people know that I was getting serious. And so having Raw Wolf, he was like one of my good friends at work. And then I was standing outside of the job and he just, he was rhyming like maybe 10, 15 feet away from me. And I had no idea he was, he was a rapper. So I was like, we should do a song. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, let's do a song. And, you know, and that's how that happened. He's on a song called my mom, like mama said. Yeah. 
and uh, it was like a Mother's Day tribute to our moms, and and uh, that was that was real beautiful. And he came before to one that. Of the did he have any experience in the booth? Uh, he had he had a bit of experience uh, with his okay. homies in Brooklyn, definitely. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, so he just he just came to the studio in Brooklyn that, that I was renting at the time, and we just recorded the verses and dropped them. Um, and Hooks Diesel, wow, Hooks Diesel, he's on the second album I did. And uh, and also Mike is on that same record. Uh, another another dude that he made awesome beats, and uh, they they were both they were both actually Hooks. He was like one of the first MCs that actually sent me his verses like via email, and I had to just like cue them in and it, it mix them out. But yeah, they're equally equally dope. He reminded me when I heard him. He reminded me of like uh, I got to say like a cane. I just I couldn't even put into words how, how dope he was, okay. and he's still dope to this day. I'm sure I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, I, I definitely appreciate uh, the brotherhood in the MC as well. So, what was some of your inspirations? Because you also mentioned nerdcore. Um, I remember hearing lyrics that involved Ben Grimm and Akuma. So, please tell us what got you into nerd culture, what made you want to include that in your lyrics. Street Fighter. There you go. <laughs> Street Fighter, Star Wars, um, the list goes on. I mean, like most most animes. Um, when I when I found out, or when I like kind of assessed that like anime was like just actually teaching people about the old world and like metaphysics, like just under the radar. I thought that was, that that's super dope. Even superhero stuff is all metaphysics and teachings from the old world so i definitely resonate with that but what got me into it was definitely street fighter there's no doubt about it because like that's all i used to play is street fighter like a 90s kid oh you play a street fighter street or fighter. then when when resident evil came out you played that you know like there's just there's like a handful of things that if you remember you played are you playing and the new street fighter with it <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i just downloaded the game the other day <laughs> oh and the ps5 and the PS4? <laughs> yeah i couldn't find the blu-ray so i had to just download it right offline but yeah definitely dope i have the star wars uh game my girl got me for my birthday and like i've only played like about 10 hours of it but it's still pretty dope <laughs> i know um so talking about references so when i was listening to the lost moon of jupiter uh one of the things that got me is like i'm listening to you go off and just there are like certain terms and uh things that are coming i'm like wait a minute i've heard about this and like ancient uh name droppings that i'm that i'm noticing and i thought like i've never heard that before so where does that what are that interest of going back like super into time, super ancient history? Where where did where was that influence from? What piqued that interest? Um, and like, you know, kind of turning some kind of nerd culture in regard in regards to old history. Cause that I loved all that stuff. I thought it was very cool. Well, like as far as the the references on Lost Moon of Jupiter, when when I wrote I wrote the first verse of Lost Moon of Jupiter. Uh, so after that little intro there's the, the verse kicks in the beat comes in and i'm remembering things as i'm writing it but i didn't even write it as a rap i wrote it as a poem where i say oh, this is the lost moon of jupiter juniper berries ran longer than brosia vine so that first part of the record is actually a tribute to like one of my good friends uh his name is harry he wrote a book uh called um called ambrosia and uh 
and he he wrote like this this phenomenal poem book and i was like i've never really written a poem book but i think i should give my boy like pay my boy homage because like it was incredible if you ever read this thing his name is uh harry palacio and uh he wrote ambrosia and so that so that segued all of like what he said basically into the poem but then i had to and then when i heard the beat from this producer gums i, I had to just just transition that poem into a record and uh the references come from uh thinking about my time in india with my girlfriend sarah and uh we were in rishikesh and uh think just thinking about different things and how they all correlated with today but just try to make it you know really really soft really really smooth nothing too confrontational nothing too overwhelming for people to listen to I, I got to say one of the one of the tracks I was really vibing with was um Oceana Oh shit yeah I was like I was listening to it like and I was like Oceana like Lost Moon of Jupiter I'll be real I yeah. saw that video, being an animation head that I am, um, seeing that as a whole animation, and I was just like, dude, I just see that right there. And then Oceana, when I found out in your category list, I was like, oh, this has a dope vibe, has a dope beat. Yeah. I was like, I see that too. So what was the the whole creation of that song and everything? Oh my God, that's going back to <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Oceana record. Uh, a brief history on that. Uh, Oceana is actually the street that I used to walk um, on to get to school back in the day. But then as just like from a metaphor, from a physical standpoint, it's also like, um, like it's also like Oceanus is, is like, um, like the part of the world, like Australia's in and things of that nature. So I brought that into it, but um, really it's a, it's a record that was made by uh, Lyle, uh, Freedom Lyles. Freedom Lyles, he made Jill Scott's, a couple Jill Scott records. Uh, so big producer and uh, my manager at the time, Tiffany, she gave me the beat and I just sat in the studio for a couple of days and wrote it out. But um, I think I think the strongest point in that record is, is where I mentioned Order 66 from Star Wars. Um, and when you mentioned Order 66, like everybody, you know, if you're a Star Wars head, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what, what I know uh, people who have a vague understanding is. of Star Wars and still understand know what, what Order 66, 66 is absolutely right you know so and I, I feel right now that that like Order 66 yeah, uh, reference is happening like right now yeah you know, in real time and um, I think I think I don't even remember half of that record right now like on the spot but uh as far as that, yeah, it's it has a lot of a lot of freedom references because the producer's name was Freedom, and I just took it and ran with it really. Oh, and then the singer, singer, she was awesome too. That was uh, Caitlin. She was great. She was more of like a rock, like Haley from um, what was that? What was that crew? Paramore. Called? There you go. Yes, yes, yeah. She had a, she had a, a Haley from Paramore sound to her, and uh, when I old. met her, I was like. Yo, you sound like such and such. She's like, "Oh yeah, I sing too." I was like, "What? You sing? Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> yeah, she, she, just, she came to the studio and fired me and fired him up for me. Yeah, she definitely like that when she came in. Mm-hmm. That was also unexpected in the song, but yet it felt so like beautiful. I I I felt like 
I was like Aang from The Last Airbender and just opened up all my chakras listening to that song. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is dope, bro. This is dope. Nice. Yeah, my uh, my the first producer I ever met, his name was Silence Beats. He's the one that actually made the the catalyst record of records for me. Um, he he was he was like it was he was like my direct influence for a lot of the stuff that I did because like we used to have these conversations just about about just comic books and 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 things that normal people I thought didn't really talk about and and lo and behold a lot of people did talk about the things that we talked about they just weren't they, on my wave yet and that's okay it was I, I feel like a lot of that was over our heads and it was so cryptic in how they said it yeah. like you have a lot of references made that I as an adult go back and listen <laughs> to the stuff I mean I'm 32 but I go back and listen to the stuff when I was 19 and you know, from 19 going to like 12, yeah. those age gaps, understanding like, oh, that had a way different meaning. And like, I didn't even catch that reference in the first time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why, like, honestly, like for me, because just going back and listening to this, like the tracks from like the newest one all the way back to like the oldest, when I was saying like, I feel like there was that Wu-Tang vibe that was like, because they did something too when they would reference the 36 Chambers, the Shaolin, and oh, wow. then all the, um, you know, the old Kung Fu flicks that we all used to watch. Yeah, and man. it's like, to give you do that too, with like, you know, in the world I'm working with comic books, I'm like, dude, this is just, this screams me. I'm just like, this is just dope. I'm like, and then the beats are just so like on point. Um, it's like, like back in the day, like I used to, I used to write, poems but in the form of raps but never actually say them out loud which is strange to me like even like in thinking about it now it's like back in the day i used to just write all these things like comic book reference style raps and i never really uh found my my actual style until i started speaking them out loud and um as far as comic books i was gonna books, ask yeah, what how'd you find that voice um i found the voice after meeting the cannibal ox crew actually um, I yeah. think, I think, I think meeting the Cannibal Ops crew and the Crimson Gods really like opened me up to a, a, a demographic of even MC that did what I did. And I was like completely shocked where it was still sounding aggressive, but not so aggressive, like punch you in the face aggressive, but aggressive, like listen to me now because I actually have something to say, you know? Uh, so I think that, you know, even even just like little metaphors is talking about Superman. Right? Some people really don't get it, but nerdcore shit, we all get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. So I, mean, I have to just say that. <laughs> Do you still have a lot of like your old notebooks and whatnot? Oh no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh. I, mean, I may have like I may have like two or three like somewhere in storage. How, how many did you have? Six. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I, I and just like just like remembering what they looked like in my dorm room up, upstate back in the day. Yeah, I had spiral notebooks, composition notebooks, and they were stacked in the corner right by my laptop. So, so let me ask you about your writing process because um, you know, I I know you write poems, you you put together lyrics and everything. When you're sitting down writing, do you feel like you're transported in another world, or what? What's that Absolutely. process for you? Absolutely. I mean, oh, I'm still here and now, you know, when I'm listening. But then, but then when I, when I find the, the cadence of the track and it, and it opens me up, I, I end up just, just breathing into it. And then when I breathe into it, it, it just expresses itself. I can't, 
I can't like force it. So um, I think I think when I do it, it's just more like a focus thing. That as soon as I focus on on, on how the beats hitting, how, how the instruments sound, uh, then it just takes me. And I just um, I usually just write the with the first verse, and then from the first verse, I just elaborate. Do you like do you like writing before the sync to the beat? At all? No, no, no. So I don't do that anymore. I used to just write and then put it to the beat, but I, I okay. feel that process took longer. So when I'm in the beat, when I'm in the thick of it, I just I just let it flow through me and I just write. Yeah, I get like I get super like into what I'm saying. So the so like I'll have like one stanza and then I'll elaborate from that one stanza and just keep moving through it. I kind of got that process. Not gonna lie, from um when when people were interviewing Eminem back in the day and he says oh I go with one line and I stick with the one line and I elaborate from there and I just keep going and I keep going and uh that's I think that's that's really helped me as far as just listening to like what other people do because you know everyone's a reflection of each other so that's that's a that's a powerful thing is there, is there early on voice that you listen to that you try to like emulate like I feel like everyone has that one voice when they first start to be like I think that's the the voice or or the 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 flow that I want to emulate. Oh wow! The only only emulation I've done, well, actually, there's three different styles of emulation. Like when I first started started, I, I was like emulating like cannabis, okay. <laughs> and, then, oh. and then yeah, and then after cannabis, I like emulated like my friends. But like, but like, see, that's that's the weird thing with hip hop though, is because like if you if you draw on like some kind of inspiration someone will call you a biter but in actuality if you have like a camaraderie with people and it's a crew then of course you're going to sound like each other you know what i'm saying so yeah. like yeah I, I emulated like one of my good friends his name is i he was i reels now he's really a sparkswell um and i emulated vest air from um from cannibal ox a lot um and that was just and that was just a find the cadence and the draw and and how I can enunciate how I can articulate what I'm saying uh, correctly and it's Invitation snowballed is into, a sincerest yeah. form of flattery. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know they they definitely know and and they actually picked me apart for it in their records too. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's dope. Uh, it's all love, man. It's all love. Yeah, man. So, have you ever like um, thought about because again, I'm a big anime head. We all know this, especially when we talked at work, when we used yeah, to work. Um, have there ever been any like influences or like something that you want to see since like um, our last episode, we, we talked about black anime characters. Now there's a black mm -hmm. anime studio. Um, yeah. I know that Riza has gone out and done beats for the various animes and it's very inspirational with um, Afro Samurai. Um, yeah. Do you ever see like a crossover into something like that in the future? Or oh I mean, yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> it is like no doubt about it. I, I have I have a, a pretty dope uh, a pretty dope dude in uh, in Japan right now working on a remix to one of the records off of the the EP I'm dropping in a couple of days. Oh. Hey, let's go! Yeah, that would oh. be that would be super super dope. Shout to him, Toki. Toki is his name. Very, very dope. And you like to have a lot of connections around the world. So, you know, you mentioned that you went to India. Have you been to other locations and that have, you know, and you've taken traditions or everything you've learned from there into your music? Um, as far as uh, I've been to France and okay. as far as far as being in Paris, I took away that like the love 
that was like that was like super super like eye opening for me. The French hip hop scene is like a whole another beast. I <laughs> How did you it's feel? Like, it's, it's intense. How did yeah, you feel like, about walking through that city? That was incredible. It was it was it was it was like it was life changing. Quite honestly, to like to like walk and see black policemen with machine guns is showing like this. <laughs> 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 that itself was like icing on the cake for me. But um, yeah, and, and 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 just 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 being real with you, like just being able to be around the creatives for even even a day or two was like yeah. super super beneficial to see that love because it's the same love that I experienced, you know, back in the early 2000s, back in the 90s, just just remembering how it, how it felt to be like accepted for who you are rather than, you know, like what you look like or what you can do for somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely a, a dope thing. Um, Richikesh, we were in, we were in London for a while. London was pretty good. It was nothing like hip hop oriented, but just just the, the difference and to seeing, just seeing the difference is, 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 is huge. For, for people and especially for me um that's pretty much it and we've been over the mid the midwest west coast west coast i love la oh yeah la la for me is like is like <laughs> i can't i don't even know what to call it it's like a totally different planet from new york and uh sure and i didn't you know people always call people in uh in in california like fake and all sorts of shit but it's like nah people just are really real and they know what they want and they go and get it you know yeah, it's it's funny. It's just a different mindset. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. I can relate to two of the places you said you've been to because Paris is definitely you feel the creativity just by looking <laughs> at, like even when you look at the buildings, the love from the people because we didn't, you know, deal with any people that were very negative. Like we even like in the nightlife, like people were just very nice and everything. Absolutely. Um, L.A. L.A. is a beast of a monster. It's it's. LA is comparable to New York, I would say, but at its own pace. That's true. And it has its like its own like the minute you walk out of the airport, there's like this different type of color you feel, different type of textures, different type of warmth. It's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to them before I even say it. Shout out to them if they see this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julie and Julia, Gordon, a whole bunch of people. They're super, super dope. So. How so? I'm going to assume you've performed in front of a live audience. How did, did you ever have stage fright? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And how did absolutely. you get over that? <laughs> oh shit, man! Nerves uh, are good, man. <laughs> nerves, <laughs> nerves. If you don't have nerves, there's something wrong with you. You gotta have nerves right. before a show. I've, I've literally, I swear, I don't know what happens to me. I just know that, like, I'm. I go into like monk mode before i perform like avatar I like, exactly so like you know <laughs> I just, total I just let, vision, everything just blacks out around absolutely, you absolutely absolutely you just let the you know the beingness take over you know whatever and and you just you just relax and so um, autopilot absolutely absolutely you just like the, you let the vibe take you over and uh just, i just go and rock uh but sometimes <laughs> sometimes the nerves got there's one time I could tell you about that the that the nerves got the best of me. It was right when I came back from India, like the day after I had a show. And no, actually oh, wow. I had a guest starring on one of my voice shows, downtown Manhattan. And I like I almost flaked on the show because of like 
the anxiety. <laughs> oh man! But uh, other than that, every every show that I've done, uh, the MG ones, the packed ones, it's 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 been it's been very 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 humbling. Where you know people just want to hear you, they want to hear what you have to say, and then you have to do your best to get over your nerves and just do what you love to do because you love to do it. And now to thank our sponsors. The Nerds of the Round is brought to you by Enbion. Make sure to use the code GETNERDYWITHIT to get 10% off merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at nbeyond.com. Especially when you're performing for other artists, yeah. other like, like-minded people, they, they immediately are just like, yeah, we want to hear what you got. As much nerves as you have, you feel like yeah. you bombed or whatever the case is, they're like, nah, we're here to see you do your thing and you did your thing. Like, those are like my community. They're the most supportive. Yeah, it's like the pers- the persona that I have is just like it's it's me. You know what I mean? So like I can't I can't be another person. I have to like breathe into myself, relax and just get it done. So what I was saying before is, you know, like you see you know like you know me already, you know, smashing like I'm like just a, a calm chill dude. But like when you give me a microphone, <laughs> it's, it's just like I just flip the script, you know, yeah. and like what are your dream collaborations? Collabs. Oh shit. My dream collabs. I have I have three in particular. I have Jay Elect- Jay Electronica, definitely. Uh okay. Doom. Uh Doom also, because yeah, um I wear a mask, but I'm not really rapping in the mask. A lot of people think I'm rapping in the mask, but that's not the case. You'll you'll see that soon. Um so is Jay Electronica M M Doom or MF Doom and most stuff Yasmin Bay. That's it. If I can get Bay on a record, that would be like that would be like the most like amazing thing for me. I am yeah. such a fan of lyrics that like I will stop, play it back, and just listen to the same track over yeah. and over and over because I know there's stuff that like is just gonna, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, no, that's what, uh, so before we started recording, that's why I had said I was really happy that you, you put your lyrics for Lost Men of Jupiter. Because I just, like, before recording, I kind of just ran through all your lyrics and was just, like, mm-hmm. picking, picking references and stuff. You know, I think I counted, like, uh, let me see what I got. I counted, like, 19 references that were just, <laughs> that were just out there just to... And I was just, you know, like, you're name-dropping Idrisil, the world tree. You're, oh, you know, you're dropping... Uh, the the pyramids of Giza matching to Iran, to to Orion's belt and all this other yeah. stuff just like some I'm like you know I'm just like damn like even the Game of Thrones I love the Game of Thrones. oh and what was it Game of Thrones the new yeah, gods yeah. and the old yeah. so when I heard you say that and I'm reading it you know uh, in the old gods and the new I was like Game of Thrones <laughs> I was like I put like I put like GOT question mark maybe like because like no <laughs> other uh, uh, you know reference in literature that I've read that like yeah. use that specific uh phrasing of words so much aside from you know aside from got you know i saw some you know ancient sumerian some stuff uh um uh the i know so the nigerian spirits i thought that was like there's just a lot of really cool stuff that you have in your lyrics. The, uh, the american god show also i don't know oh, if you guys ever seen yes. that that's oh, love that that's show. like that that's like that was like a strategic show for for them and like a lot of people got it. A lot of people didn't. But I, I put I put that that reference in there also that uh, swear by the old gods and the new because it's it's true. You know, 
when you when when you find your calling, no matter who you are, you know you you can say that you're 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 basically in your deified state because you're you're focused and honed in on what you love to do. So, you know, really, you know, we we become new gods just based on our frequency and vibration. You know, so even the Game of Thrones reference, it, it just it makes so much sense. Like you know, I swear by the old gods and the new. Like we became living proof of, of what we love to do no that's, that's really what it boils down to you know everyone has to ask the top five. Oh, you serious oh shit. Serious. <laughs> so it's, it's a tale all the time and it's funny because like the question always gets asked like amongst me and my friends and the list always changes and it's always a uh top five like favorites versus top mm-hmm. five lyricists or all time and it's always like a the great debate, but yeah. I would raise that question to you. You can pick a top five for any category, but okay. you know a top five. A top five, but you said to pick a top five for any category, so that's kind of a dope question, though. But um, as far Cause, as I'm because I, I I know you have an ear for beats, obviously. So you, I was actually meaning to ask you as well if you had a top three collaborations as far as producers. Damn. Yeah, lots to unpack. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, for top five MCs, top five MCs starts going to be uh, most definitely is one of my favorite MCs of all time. Uh, then you have Black Thought. Black Thought, of course, everyone. I hope everyone knows that Black Thought is uh, the dude on Fallon Show. That that's the MC. He Black like, <laughs> but it's I feel so bad because he's more than the dude. Like, granted, the roots on the yeah. Fallon Show is amazing. Like, it's one of like the coolest things yeah but like just being a kid who like grew up like watching BET and watching those ciphers and what just black thought just just being black thought yeah, yeah. it was it was dope <laughs> no doubt so yeah i guess like yeah like famous people yeah it would be like most f black thought uh jay-z um eminem and then it would be like i, I could put I could put like them all in like a little category, like Jay Z, Eminem, and Biggie, and then have them as like my number four. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, like, okay. They're like interchangeable. Okay. And then my number five, it. my number five would be like rhythm and flow style would be like Busta Rhymes. Oh. Yeah. And Busta Rhymes, my favorite album from Busta Rhymes, just to just to just to go further, would be the Big Bang. Um, done by wow. done by Dr. Dre, I think in '07, maybe '08. Wow. Maybe I'm. I think I'm probably off with the date, but uh, yeah. I don't think you're too far off. It's it's in the ballpark at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I got Siri right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> dope. Producers. Uh, I'd say I say Madlib. I say Madlib is like my number two. My number one would be Dre. That was so specific. Sorry. But it would be uh, Madlib is my number two <laughs> dre, dre is my number three and my number four would be dilla if he was still alive but um, wow rest in peace to dilla but um okay. rock is definitely like my, my all-time like like go-to like if i want to hear a subtle instrumental and just groove mm-hmm. that's him let me ask you i mean you, you remember the rock and hip-hop connection right when people like like onyx for example they did the song judgment night and everything if yeah, we're able to like you know do a crossover genre like what specific genre would you want to do a crossover like on an album like 
Idiom. Idiom. No doubt about it. He, he like, didn't even have to ask that. That was just like there was zero hesitation. <laughs> he knew it. No, nah, like because like because as a producer myself, like I I produce like it's so weird because I can sit down and I can write a boom bap record or I can write a trap record, but like if it came down to like making the EDM song, definitely. But like I can I can only I swear when I sit down and produce. It always comes out sounding like an EDM record. <laughs> always <laughs> like But yeah, yeah, it'd definitely be EDM crossover. If I could do a rock genre crossover, I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to do it. Like, I probably would be able to do it, but as far as, like, the mix and things of that nature and, like, what it would sound like, I'd probably have, like, a, a tough time arranging it. Whereas, like, EDM record, I know exactly what to do. So we can expect that in the future, you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a definite. That's a definite. I like it. I like it. Even like a Wiz Khalifa, like I, I would, I would like, I would like to have Wiz Khalifa definitely. Like, even though our subject matter is like totally different, like one hundred percent. I think, I think he'd have the right vibe for it. I think so. I think, I think he would. I think he, he would. Uh, definitely, we would definitely uh, have a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, good energy. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't really say it right now, but it's. Good energy, yeah. <laughs> you said Wiz Khalifa, and then like I started thinking about um, doing something over a specific video game song. So, because Wiz Khalifa does a song off of Chrono Trigger, like he, yeah. he does. Um, so, what would be your top three iconic video game songs to do a rap over or to build off of? Damn. I mean, I could. I would say that. I would love to do like a storytelling track, like over a Final Fantasy sample or something like that, yeah. or like, or like maybe like an ominous boom bap record over like a Resident Evil type of soundtrack, um, like Resident Evil Three, like specifically mm -hmm. from like PlayStation Two or whatever. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, super dope. Um, like <laughs> you remember in a in a in Resident Evil where where like. You, they they would change the scene for you, right? And then when you go into like the village, the village has like that ominous, ominous feeling, like way different than any other video games. Um, yeah, maybe that 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 one game called uh, I, I think it was like something about Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Oh, Dark Souls. Dark okay. Souls. That that was dope. That's that a kind of reminded game for me, me. of uh, <laughs> God of War too. Oh, God God of God of War has That's some really good you had me, orchestral. You had me going with uh, Dark Souls, but I'm back. No, no. God, no. God <laughs> of War. I've yeah. listened to the sound. I've listened to the soundtracks of God of War two and three so many times. Yeah. There's just some really good orchestral, powerful music that just gets you. That just gets you going. That makes you just want to go and some rip some shit apart. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, like. Uh, I remember, so I remember opening up God of War 2 and the song that just plays in the menu, I think, which is like the Rise of the, Rise of the King or something. Because, you know, he's Kratos, he's, he's King of, he's God of War. And I was like, yeah. yo, this track is just, this game just set me up. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm just ready to go. So they yeah, God of yeah, War is, yeah. God of War is good. Tunes are, like, the real tunes are so, 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 so yeah. crazy. Dude. Like just the, just the harmony in them is ridiculous. Yeah. I have uh, an EP dropping. On the third, pre-sale is actually at midnight for my EP called Woo. Five tracks. Um, I think they're all powerful. Um, a lot. I think they, they're they just, because the Lost Moon of Jupiter is the intro, 
and then it just it just goes from there like so damn dude like i'm like i'm so ecstatic i can barely even like contain the actual like description in my head it's just like it's just phenomenal when i hear it back like as far as like i hear my own voice back but now it's not even my voice it's just like music as opposed to like oh listen to these reps no it's not it's not even how long anymore. was that process from like inception yeah. to like creation um the so lost moon of jupiter i had out june last year and well actually november i commercially released it but i put a freestyle version of it in june of 2019 and i've i actually named the the album i was going to make referencing that record called alpha beta mm. but i changed it to woo like i gotta say in like november 2019 and so basically about almost almost a good six months it's been and then we we had it fully uh mixed mastered the arrangements we took time with it making sure that like every sonic was like you know every every lyric was on point every sonic was hit like every drop was was created with like a listener's intent in mind like just a whole bunch of a different dynamics that like i knew about but i really didn't take the time to do it before um but i guess with my knowledge that, that i've acquired it, it, it ends up it ends up being pretty pretty listenable i'm very excited so so let me ask you just this, this, this is a question to like basically pretty much help people out there who get stuck in the writing process um yeah. and i know like a lot of us sometimes we go through that so when you're writing and you hit like you're like writer's block or something that just gets you stuck what do you do to reset yourself or to get the creative process flowing again what is something that you do specifically well you know that's a great question that's a great question uh i actually i became a yogi two years ago so i do i do a lot of a lot of yoga a lot of meditation uh things of that nature i was already i was already going within self but at the same time like now now just being able to like feel uh, yeah i could say it, feel myself a lot more like not like anything weird but like literally just like feel the presence in me like uh i think that had a lot to do with it so to answer your question when when i do have some kind of writer's block or, or i get like uh like fixated on on something i just have to put it down walk away do movement do some kind of movement it could be anything like a shimmy walk walk a couple minutes walk around the house and anything just to get you know juices flowing and go back to it and and if and if some nothing comes out then i let it breathe just be patient what are some dream projects that you want to do dream project wow i mean dream project is just is just me i just want to be me i just want to have i want to have the the freedom to just be myself and and uh and know that I'm doing the right thing behind the microphone or behind the instrument you know I mean? it's just it's just what I want to do like I want to have the freedom to just express myself in, in that capacity like so I think I think a, a sound healing tape would be dope um I think like instrumental versions of like the records that I'm about to drop well they're already dropping so like those I think that'll be uh fundamental for a lot of people when they when they hear it as far as a sound healing type of tape because i actually made sure that the keys in the in the tracks that i that selected i made sure that they had like that type of resonance that type of that type of feel so that way you can you can dive into it without feeling overwhelmed 
there's a lot of rap is overwhelming depending you know depending mm-hmm. on who you are so i want to make sure that it's smooth like an un, like an unplugged version i would lo- I'd love to do that absolutely absolutely that i can yeah, definitely my, see you doing yeah, yeah like my last my last show it was like I was, I was basically performing for like other other artists at this one spot in Brooklyn and I actually did practically this whole EP and I would I just I would love to do that that's that's a dope that's a dope idea it's just an unplugged version of it yeah absolutely a couple musicians and just a little suit on maybe some velvet I don't know you know <laughs> a, a martini or something a, I'm not I'm not even I'm not even joking album, <laughs> yeah, bro, I would love to one see one of my favorite albums of all time Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, JV Unplugged is definitely dope. I got the ain't um on my iPhone um stored in there is Jonathan Davis and Amy Lee MTV yeah, Unplugged singing Freak on a Leash. Oh nice. Well, nice uh, Freak on a Leash. Wow. That was uh corn. Yeah. So oh. Jonathan Davis, the lead singer, and Amy mm-hmm. Lee, the lead singer of Evanescence, just doing that song. Yeah, I'm like, I forgot about so that. Like that, that was an unplug that they did. That's crazy. Yeah, Vanessence was a dope was a dope band. Um, I liked Bush back in the day. Oh, Greedy Fly, Greedy like, wow. Fly, yeah. and Machine Head. Absolutely, Machine Head was my shit. I used to play on the guitar a lot. Um, Glycerine, Glycerine was one of the first records I learned how to play on the guitar. Um, it has a nice riff to it. Yeah, I used to love yeah. um, Foo Fighters. My favorite track from Foo Fighters was after Monkey Wrench, um, Everlong, and then there was um, another one, um, There Goes My Hero. Oh, my best. hero. So, good. so this has been a great episode. I want to thank you for coming on, Drew, man. Oh, no, thank you, guys. You've been a great thank guest, you brother. Thank without you. A oh, without a doubt, I appreciate you all. No, no doubt about it. I, I didn't even know that it was going to be Lawrence on here. <laughs> I completely I like I remember the name but I didn't know like the face it was just like oh wait and then you were talking about Ron oh shit <laughs> awesome could have been you too Tony of course you too it was really good uh, and really excited to listen to your EP when you drop it too oh man I, I yo I can't wait for people to hear it like I I I, 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 I like the suspense on my side, it's just like. <laughs> and then once we, you know, once everyone's comfortable going back out, did you have a plan of doing any sort of event or anything like that for it? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to do like an anti-quarantine event. Um, so that that'll be coming out soon. Uh, it'll probably be like a little, probably be October, uh, from what I'm looking at right now. Um, if I get lucky with the venue, I may do it sooner. And then if I get lucky, you'll, you'll be seeing it definitely. Very cool. Awesome. And where can we find you on the interwebs? <laughs> on the interwebs, all of my socials are, are, are active again. So it's Drew Kaboom everywhere. D-R-E-W, Kaboom like explosion. <laughs> um, and then I have DrewKaboom.com. That'll have the master version of myself which is Mubak, which is Kaboom backwards, Mubak the Magnificent. And uh, that is that shows like metaphysical teachings, things of that nature on there. Uh, I only have an Instagram for that. So you'll be seeing that pretty soon. Um, the EDM, EDM drops will be coming in, uh, what is that, August. Uh, September is the vinyl drop for Wu. That's when it'll start uh, shipping from the UK. 
Uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of dope shit that I'm grateful for. Ooh, doubling yeah. down. Congrats, I love awesome. it. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, and what was that? So I, I know we're like ending ending the. But so finding you know, but so find so finding uh, a distributor to make the vinyls for you. What was that like? That was very very tricky because first I wanted to do uh, cassettes and okay. vinyl. But uh, I found this company that that did some kind like a uh, kind of a kind of just like a dope deal, where where they they listen to your stuff and, and they let you know if they they will only accept it when they accept it, they they distribute it for you, um, and then they oh. give you a deal after you reach a certain amount of orders, then you get even more um, more distribution on it. So I think I think it, it's going to be pretty uh, pretty dope, and that's uh, a company called Crates. Q-R-A-T-E-S. And um, being distributed with Cobalt Music right now. Cobalt Music is down in Chelsea, but their, uh, I think, subsidiary is called AWOL. They're in the UK. And uh, they're releasing my shit. Yep. Well, I got to say, big moves, brother. Big moves. That's Congratulations. awesome. Trying to do what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We all are. You're definitely, you're definitely doing the things, brother. You can find us on Twitter at the Nerds O T R, on Facebook and on Instagram at the Nerds of the Round, and you can find us in all of your favorite podcasting needs, whether that's Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes. We also have a YouTube channel, the Nerds of the Round. But again, thank you for coming on again, Drew. Um, thank you. We just want to say to all our fans out there again, guys, be safe. Thank you for tuning in. It's your boy Sebastian, your boy Law, and your boy Tone from across the hall. And be safe and clean your hands. Yes, wash your hands. Wash <laughs> <But> your hands. <laughs>